welcome to episode number 16 or 15 part B, depending on which way you want to look at it, of the Film Yarns <laughs> podcast. Sort of the second part in a two-part series uh, surrounding Simulacron 3, the famous sci-fi novel by, is it Daniel F. Galois? I said that correctly? I think that's right. I've never, I've never heard the pronunciation of the name, but I assume so. Yeah, so this is basically... <laughs> We're readers. <laughs> This is basically the second semi-average film based on the novel. Um, kind of a recreate. They, they do mention in the credits that it's a recreation of the um, World on a Wire film that we watched last week. And um, I didn't notice that. That's interesting. Yeah, I saw it somewhere in the credits. Um, I mean, it's a, it, it referenced the book being based on the book and then it also referenced World on a Wire in the credits. Mm. Um, That's interesting. It was nominated for the Saturn Award for Best Science Fiction Film, but obviously lost to The Matrix in 1999. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that's a. I don't think anyone could have beat the uh, beat the Matrix at that time. Yeah, and actually, um, that led me to look through because the Saturn Awards is pretty funny. Um, (laughs) Here's one for you. Okay, in 1973, Solaris was nominated and lost to which film? What? 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 What are the? What are the? What are my guesses? It's a a film that we've watched for the pod, and so the year is 1973. Oh, it must be like oh, sorry, um, not, no, no, no. Logan's Logan's Run. Yeah, it's Logan's Run. Like, Seventy six. Yeah, sorry, it? it lost yeah. to Logan's Run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How? I Who think... are these people choosing the award? Oh, they're obviously pretty pro America, surely. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's a big uh, Cold War issue there. I'm sure. It's like yeah, Team America was voting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems to be most of the case with all of those sort of like bodies of um, award givers. Um, this list is another good list though, of options for us because there's a few that we have watched and there's a few that we could, um, that we haven't Mm. because 72 Slaughterhouse five was the winner. Oh, 73. Do they show the other ones that are up for the award or is it just the winner? They do, but in 72, it only shows Slaughterhouse five. Maybe they didn't have nominees. Maybe they just chose one in 73 Soylent Green was the winner. So we're doing all right. We, you know, we were picking mm. the winners without realizing. <laughs> seventy-four, seventy-five was Rollerball. Uh, I don't. I oh man, Rollerball has like a really significant, um, like, a relationship to me. Like, I, I, it, I don't remember it being a very good film, but I remember it being too young to watch it because it was quite violent. I, quite, I had the same experience. Um, yeah, I remember my parents speaking about it. It's a bit sexually it. explicit. <laughs> Is it is it re- relevant to the pod, science fiction sports? Uh, it is. It's like um, from the best of my recollection, it's like the working class sort of are brought in to play these games, and they're like death games. Um, but they're like uh, in like a roller hockey tournament. People have motorbikes and rollerblades and stuff. It's I just yeah, remember it being really right. cool. And then I think I watched it a couple of years after my initial watch and just being like, this is really lame. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think now. Now that I'm older and I don't have to like be able to like wowed as a kid or like be too edgy to not enjoy something as a teen, mm. I can really appreciate whatever's giving it, given to me. All right. Well, anyway, after that, it was Logan's Run, 76, Star Wars, mm. 77, Superman, 78, Alien, 79. Um, 
the black hole was in 79 i think i don't know if i've seen that or not um i have no idea empire strikes back 1980 <clears throat> flash- so star wars was big yeah flash gordon was a nominee <laughs> <laughs> superman 2 81 lost to um escape from new york and heavy metal so uh, I like Escape from New York. That was cool. Yeah, I thought that... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i not that familiar with the original Superman films. Nor am I. Um, 82, Blade Runner lost to E.T. Yeah. That was a pretty big year because they had Endangered Species, Star Trek 2, and Tron. Hmm. 83, Return of the Jedi. 84... So it's all, all Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. 84. Yeah, it's like if there's a year that there's a Star Wars, the Star Wars one wins it basically. Yeah. Um, so they must, it must be that like um, one of the criteria must be something like most like aesthetically polished or well realized because like a lot of the Star Wars films, although they don't have that much to say, you know, like they do look really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good And they point. are really quite well planned out. Like they're like the, um, the continuity is good, I think. Yeah, Most it seems the like the cult classic never wins it. Mm. Um, For a reason. Like the cult classic sort of exists in infamy as a thing that's not very good, but like it was trying bigger things. Yeah, but in some cases, the cult classic, it's like that when tastes mature, it's realized as the objectively better film or, or piece of art, yeah. I guess. Like, it, you know, let's like, you know, the people weren't ready for it. It happens with music from time to time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It depends how you're watching the film as well, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Terminator was '84. That beat Dune, which makes sense. I think Terminator was pretty massive when it came out. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe audience participation must be a big thing in this as well. Yeah, because it's like '84. There was a bunch of others in '84. I think that aren't on there. And like '85, Brazil isn't on the nominees. It's got like Back to the Future one in '85. Um, I don't know, maybe Brazil isn't sci-fi. Back to the Future was pretty kick up. Like I liked uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe we're a bit a bit jaded because it's been like on Australian TV like reruns so many times. Hmm. I've seen it. That's that good. Many times I like that. On... I'm happy to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> abs- yeah. It's just... Amount of Friday Especially nights, the final I spent one where they make Back like to the, the Future, including all the ad mm. breaks. So it's like I'm done with that. <laughs> uh, Eighty six Aliens, the second one. Nice. Uh, Robocop. Alien Nation. Nineteen. I I've not heard or seen that. Alien Nation. You know about it? Eighty eight. Alienation? No. It's a 1988 American buddy cop neo-noir science fiction action film directed by Graham <laughs> Baker. Hmm. I might check it out later. Okay. Total Recall beat Back to the Future part one and two in 89 and 1990. Terminator 2, Star Trek, Jurassic Park, Stargate, 12 Monkeys, Independence Day, Men in Black... Armageddon and Dark City tied in 1998. We could check out Dark City. That's always... Yeah, that, that movie's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Matrix 99, X-Men, Artificial Intelligence, Minority Report. Ooh, Minority Min- Report was oh, pretty good. Minority Report. And there was also the Solaris remake that year. And yeah, Signs. With uh, George Clooney's butt. 
<laughs> and signs. <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching signs again. That's a yeah, banger. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Um, um, should we get into it? Yeah, we should. Sorry. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I, but no, yeah, we, we'll refer back to that list because um, it, it is useful. Anyway. I'm with that. Um, <laughs> on the 13th floor, your... <laughs> I, I, I challenge you to give us a, a brief rundown of the plot. <laughs> right. I guess <laughs> you don't have to, but like it, you know, it got a bit, it, it got a bit crazy there for a minute. That's all. Yeah. I think I can come up with a pretty succinct uh, little synopsis. Um, right. Uh, uh, two men, two men, no, three men, uh, a professor who's sort of like a father figure to one. And then you have sort of the more um, that's, so that's you, the forgotten, ch- yeah, yeah. And then you have the the forgotten child, who's the programmer, the guy with blonde hair. What was his name? Um, Whitney. Yeah, Whitney. Yeah. So so you have him, and you have the the older professor who gets murdered, and in the middle you have sort of like the the cool like dick swinging like I don't know. He seems to be like a like a real like business entrepreneurial guy but he's also a programmer Douglas and, Holland. Uh, he, yeah that's right um, he goes into the simulation and uh, tips off some people that they're in a simulation only to find out that he is also in a simulation <laughs> uh, and chaos ensues <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> nice I'll take uh, it you know after that it gets pretty pretty twisted <laughs> <laughs> yeah to say I mean yeah I, I was enjoying it, but some of the acting was so bad, man. It, yeah, it, was, just it, was, like, it was cheesy. Um, yeah, what's 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 Hall's name, the actor? Um, Craig something? Is it, um, is it the guy with blonde hair? No, no. Um, oh, that's the Douglas main Hall, dude? Bier, uh, Craig Bierko, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like, I'm not sure. Hey, the name's kind of came... <laughs> I looked up his, his filmography... Um, yeah, it's, it's Craig Bierko. Yeah, it was just exactly what I expected. Like, you know, like sort of along the lines of like scary movie remakes and stuff like that. Mm. It's if you look up his Wikipedia page, it's him like doing a stupid face. Like, it's so funny. He just, <laughs> he's <laughs> well, he was having fun with it. He was having fun with it. Yeah. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure he he's like a really nice guy. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I know, guess that's he, why he is. It's like that's it's, it's like almost sort of... as though when he's acting, he's trying to act badly. Like that's that's his thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess like his sort of like take no shit yuppie um, character just didn't work for him. You know, yeah. he was like but he, he got... was supposed to be like I guess like a Bruce Lee mixed with Elon Musk. You know, like he loves to do like he like loves to like do really intense things with his eyes where he will like open mm. his eyes really wide and like do kind of like mm. a, like a clown sort of face. I don't know, man. It's yeah, just, he's not suited so, in a serious role, even though, like, I'm sure he's a good actor. Sort of like Brendan Fraser, almost. Yeah, exactly like, like uh, that. Exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. Or very not, expressive, not as good very as, clownish. Like, Brendan Fraser was pretty good in Scrubs. Um, yeah, he's great. <laughs> man, don't even don't even make me cry like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's like Brendan Fraser in like Mummy and stuff like that. That's mm. there's a similarity for sure. Yeah, like the action figures that are action heroes, but they're not like, uh, they're not supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's the comedy that lets them live. You know what I mean? Like they're not like 
super smart or like super strong or anything. It's just like, oh, that bullet just missed me. Lucky. Yeah, I just keep on going. He should be in like Spy Kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. Arguably also a great film. <laughs> Set of films, series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I love <laughs> but, Spy um, Kids. Let's get into it, shall we? Shall we start from the top? We're, we're deep into it already. Don't you worry. <laughs> well, uh, uh, in getting deep into it, I think that, and what you've already said, I think this is a funny point to start with, is that it starts with the, I think, therefore I am. I was just going to say that. That's at the top of my notes. Well, the top of my notes was ask Jack for a plot rundown, like just to be a dickhead, because <laughs> I was like, I, like I'm either going to read the Wikipedia plot again, but that's lame. I was like, I just want to make sure that I wasn't the only one that kind of got a little lost along the way. <laughs> but yeah, I think no, therefore I did... am, you might know a bit more about that than me or, or like, I, I mean, I'm quite familiar with it with certain philosophy podcasts, but I'm not, you know, I haven't read any Descartes. Um, what are they uh, saying? Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, like, um, I guess like the, I think therefore I am is like a direct rebuke of um, the sort of simulations, right? Like, if you think you're a real person, then you are a real person, which isn't okay. necessarily the case. Nice but one. like, uh, you know, if you think you, if you think, then you must be able to like have some form of like relationship with your thoughts and the mediations around you through the, your environment, which isn't necessarily the case, you know, um, because you could, yeah, there there are limitations to it, I think. But I think the funniest thing is that like this is ostensibly a comedy film. Like a comedy sci-fi, and it starts with something like quite serious. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then it's like it almost as soon as the detective appears, I'm like, oh, this is a comedy sci-fi. Because <laughs> like it's um the detective it's like a noir. just like I think loves... it's a comedy noir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The detective loves to like like throw down those one-liners. Mm. He's like when, especially when he's um interrogating. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, to say nothing of the final scene where he shoots the guy and it's just like, oh, yeah, I guess uh, it's like, oh, that's a different person, but they just look exactly the same. He's just like, oh, sure, why not? Like, <laughs> he just doesn't, like, he's totally tangled up in this situation where, you know, there's, there's pairs of people and there's, like, this top secret, um, you know, super high, uh, like, bleeding edge technology and the whole time he's just like, got to find that dude who killed that guy. <laughs> like... like I admire that, like, sort of relationship to the single thing that he has to do. He's like, no, I think you're a liar. I think you actually killed your friend. Like, you're the only one. Everyone says you did it. I'm going to prove that you did it. He never seems to prove that he does it. He kills the guy, though. Yeah. <laughs> they did use the, um, like, the consciousness transfer to good effect where it has, like, the, um, the like, like, the galaxy sort of effect and their eyes yeah. flash blue. You know, as, I mean... It's an obvious choice to do that mm. um, the way, but I did enjoy how they did it. You know, it's like they need an easy way of signifying like, okay, it's, they've transferred. Changed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I, I actually preferred world on the wire for that because of the sound, like the interference screeching sound. I thought that was a much better way of deploying it because it didn't ever tell you whether it was the person or the other person, just yeah. that someone, they had changed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whereas this one was like, this person's changing right now. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. it's it's a it's a sign of the times, I guess. You see more and more of that, like in more modern films. It's like, how do we really explicitly tell the audience something even more explicitly? Yeah, well, I guess like also, um, <laughs> they're just sort of writing be... it on the screen these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think 
if they had made it so that there was no tail, no sound, no um, you know, eye color effects or anything, do you think that that would just fuck the film up completely? It would get very or do you think confusing. That would make it even more interesting. It, uh, it would get <laughs> even more confusing, but I don't know. It could have been done. It could be done well, I guess. It would be like a real puzzle, right? Like, why is this person acting this way? And like, obviously, they have to kind of play their parts as well. Oh, yeah, I, I would prefer that. I think if they really wanted to make a, a more slapstick sort of film out of it, but yeah. I like. I'm certainly not a you know. I'm not a film critic or a film director, but I do often observe like and appreciate when they do something that tells the audience what they need, the, what they want the audience to know in a mm. unique way like when they do it without like you notice it and it's like oh that was really smart how they did that transition to tell me to inform me of something i needed to know for the film without explicitly doing it like without putting it in dialogue you know the, it's kind of mm. just like don't let the characters explain the plot in the dialogue fight there's so many other ways of doing it um mm. and so yeah, it's just it is a bit off-putting when they like the eye. Thing, oh, look, I don't hate it. Like, yeah, but it, it's just a bit too signposty. I think it's I, quite an I abstract it, example, I, I guess, because like it is, you know, it, it's sort of very interlinked with the plot of the film. It's like certain times, you know, maybe maybe you kind of do need the audience to know that it, whoever's consciousness it is like has switched. Mm at that specific time you know it's it's a complex thing it's like a case by case yeah. thing, i guess yeah i mean like there are yeah i, I think look, it works and it's fine i just think that like they do it very um very 1990s technology but um like there's other examples think, of that the... like in other like have you seen freaky friday with yeah. um uh you know, who's the guy in the yeah, film? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan and yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Wait, who's the guy in the film? I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't... I'm thinking of a, a <laughs> film where they switch bodies and um, there's a man, um, the gigolo, gigolo oh, guy. Oh, you're talking about the hot girl. The hot chick. The hot <laughs> yeah. chick. Okay, yeah. And in that, you know, like they do like the wake up. They and... put the earrings. Well, they sometimes the earrings they'll on. just have the actual actor like on the screen, you know, and, and so mm. you're seeing what they um you're seeing the consciousness but yeah as the body but you're not seeing the reality within the film of you know it's actually a woman or whatever you know what i mean yeah 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 well that's the that's the that's the comedic turn right like when you wake up and you're just the um the camera lens is point of view of the character it's like oh a regular day whatever and then it turns around and um the body change it's like oh my god i'm a woman or a man like yeah and so it gives you a little bit of tension i guess but yeah i think i prefer that actually the earrings i think is a good little mechanism for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think another funny thing about this film that they don't really do in what i don't know why but they totally yeah, like they're like it's just sorry it's just cutting out a little bit like when oh can you hear me yeah Hello? i think it's good now Okay. Um. This like the whenever they enter into the um, simulacron, they're just like this is 100% concrete. 1937 Los Angeles. Yeah. But um, surely like that's impossible, right? Surely it's like um the doctor's like fantasy. He remembers it because he's got like these women that he sleeps with. 
Okay. Like he, Sorry, I don't know why it's still cutting out. In, internet's having troubles, I think. Mine or yours? Probably yours. Um, I don't know. Keep keep talking. It's it I'm should, good now. Yeah, yeah. That no, sounds fine now. Should be okay. Okay. Um, the thing. Well, they don't obviously they still producers sort of like it's like a pure fantasy field like that's no way the way that like the place was when it was time right like because like, it's reconstructed through his memories of his like childhood or like his youth in la at that in 1937 but he just goes there to have sex and like fuck around you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but what do they say i mean i know that like, there's he's a, part just a total in scumbag the, i know there's a part in the dialogue where they say like yeah it's an exact replica but I mean, I guess they just mean technologically and socially. Well, like, what's your point? Yeah, yeah, but even socially, you know, like, well, my point is that, like, what it is isn't, like, a pure thing what it is or materially, but as, like, someone wishes it could be, right? Because he wants to be there. Right. He's probably going to make everyone more attractive. He's going yeah, to yeah. exert some sort of power over them, right? Like, because he's kind of like a, you know... Um, I don't find him particularly attractive. I don't know, but like he just kind of seems like an old dude. Like, yeah. but he seems to just be having sex with everybody. It seems. Like, yeah, I so guess what what a lot of like not, scientist types like, just, would do with their their simulation if they were able to. I'm sure. One. Yeah, just just a lot of people in general, I think, would you know, like yeah. it's like The Sims, right? Like The Sims isn't how the world actually is. It's how you make it. <laughs> I, I haven't played The Sims. <laughs> what? But does everyone just basically fuck? Yeah, well, you make them. You like, you can, like, you're like, oh, you eat now, you know, you swim now, I'll make you more stuff, I'll do this and that. Like, you have sex with this person. <laughs> uh, and so, like, they're kind of talking about this technology as if it's like oh, this brilliant um, new world that, like, people can be happy and they can learn all these new things from it. But what it is is really just like a theme park. Yeah. You know, like, it's pretty fucked up. Like, yeah, and this one certainly, this film certainly makes it's a bad. Well, they didn't they didn't focus as much on the whole like so social improvement aspect as they did in World on a Wire and and Simulacron in the first mm. place. Like they didn't talk as much about you know um, the purpose of the simulation is you know we're trying to simulate things you know so, because. In Simulacron, it's it's more like a present day simulation, isn't it? It's not like an old. Mm. So yeah, in um, thirteenth no. floor, they kind of they take it a different angle where they're like, yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna simulate this guy's sort of nostalgic past, and um, mm. it's not yeah, it's I mean I guess it's just showing like the sick creation rather than. Rather than something that someone has do you made think to that try they're... and do something good for the the present world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that like that, you know, this is a bit of a reach, maybe I don't know, but uh, do, do you think that like expresses a particularly American anxiety around simulation, like that it can't be, um, can't be produced to like look and fix society or like plan society in a, a social environment in a way that could be beneficial, but like it's just purely like scientists getting off. <laughs> you know I, what I, mean? I think there's no there's no 
too far of a reach on this podcast, especially <laughs> if you're trying to reference Americans doing something uh, ill-advised around science yeah, and technology yeah. and capitalism. <laughs> well, There's no I, limit I, to how far I, you can reach with that. So, um, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. True, yeah. I like that point. Um, maybe what you're saying, it expresses like a, a sense of despair or a sense of um, pessimism towards using technology to do anything good or just like in general, like... Well, I think... So 1999, right, was when the film was released? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and The Matrix won, right? So, like, um, around that time, there was lots of stuff showing how, like, the internet wasn't a utopia. You know, at the start, like, with the um, electronic frontier. Yeah. Uh, foundation. They were like, no, nah, this is great. Foundation, yeah. They were like, this is great. Um, we're going to be able to lead. It'll be led by the people, for the people. And then as it gets to, like, uh, late 80s, early 90s, and moving further on that, it starts to show that this is just um, a corporate machine, the internet, that is purely made to, like, track people and monetize and turn yeah. people into, like, pure just consuming um, things. And so that's probably why um, The Matrix won, because it might have been a truer relationship to that. You know, they have, like, the desert of the real and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's like, yeah, the machines took over, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I guess the Matrix was also it, it had a bigger vision, like because it kind of it kind of covers like a lot of whatever the message of Thirteenth Floor was and more because mm. it, it takes it mm. you know to the nth degree. Uh, you could say that both, if taken together, like both films sort of express like it, it's like that you know it's like America saying okay we've kind of you know we've kind of already reached like as far as we need to reach with technology you know like we have all the hedonism we could ever need the only mm. way is down from here technologically mm. and socially it's like yeah you know, all we like... this internet connection system and like yeah obviously you know in the next 10 to 20 years we'll have like you know virtual reality and you know there'll be abundant resources and people won't have to work and but then we'll also get you know tied to these like patterns of infinite consumption and basically become like, you know, babies in, in, um, pods like the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little, uh, little, uh, uh, what is it? Bioelectric batteries or whatever. Which, you know, is still a valid, um, direction to be like, to consider us. Going oh yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, um, you know, you, you kind of see that with the way that the technology's panned out. Like, you have, like, four companies or whatever that own every technological firm, really, um, in terms of, like, the parent companies, and they're constantly advocating for things like um, free markets. But then when the free market does something bad for them, they just, like, tell, ask the government, like, can you stop this? So they hate that shit as well. Like, but they... It, it, exactly. So it's the, the people who run those sorts of things are, like... Garbage. That's really. going on right now because I was listening to a thing about it yesterday with the whole like section 230 um, mm. questioning and stuff that's going on in the US at the moment because it's basically, they had a thing, there's a thing from the other day where like, um, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey and, and Zuck and um, someone else were getting questioned by Congress again. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> essentially they're saying like, there's, there's, you know, there's a funny one where like Ted Cruz is questioning... Um, Jack Dorsey and Ted Cruz being Ted Cruz, just like, anyway, um, <laughs> the, but the thing with Zuck, 
it's kind of like he's an analogy someone used to describe it was that he's basically trying to pull up the ladder behind him that he used to um, yeah. reach, you know, reach the yeah. heights that Facebook has um, and that yeah. he has financially because yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. we, yeah. So it's all around like content moderation and stuff like that. And he's, you know, he's pretending to argue like, yeah, we, you know, um, platforms should have to moderate their content and, you know, they don't want to do it because it would be a huge expenditure to hire all these people to, you know, because mm -hmm. they don't quite have like a perfect algorithm that can like, <clears throat> you know, sift like what is racism, what's not, and what mm -hmm. is like hate speech, what's like terrorism, etc. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a huge expense and he's arguing, he's saying, he's kind of arguing for that or pretending to, um, no, he is arguing for that because, it, but not for the reason of that being a good thing. It's because it benefits mm. him in terms of monopolization. It's because, mm. you know, his company can afford to do that, but a startup that's trying to, you know, oh, approach yeah, yeah, any yeah. part of his technological territory is not going to yeah. be able to afford to do that. Yeah, it's just like um, Google, right? Like half of Google's money just goes to buying up companies and seeing what the go is with them and dissolving them if they don't give a shit. Like, yeah, I, I think that's you know become I mean? like it, it, that is harder for them to do these days because of like um, you know the U.S. government sort of breathing down their necks a bit more on on doing things like that. Like they can't just mm. like it's not like five years ago where like Facebook could just buy Instagram for like a billion dollars mm. and things like that. But um, yeah, but at this stage with the way the legislation is going, they're trying to lock in their position, which that's the danger. Yeah. Cause if they lock it in like that, that that's where it becomes like a Skynet type situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, it's like, yeah. Facebook will be like, like, you know, at some point they might be like, Hey Google, like, should we partner up? You know, rather than being adver adversaries, mm. it's just like, then it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. we really don't want that. <laughs> like it's just yeah, so much concentrated yeah, well, power. It can't be good for anything. Yeah, and a lot of like politicians are hamstrung by it as well, right? Like they can't really make any decisions because if they do, you know, um, one of the big tech companies will just be like, all right, we'll go to one of those European tax havens that we have a HQ at and you guys can just whatever, fuck off. But... Yeah, like they have real power, you know, mm. political or whatever, however yeah. you want to call it, like whatever box you want to put in it, it is power. Um, yeah, yeah. Sway, so they can Truly. kind of pull things in their direction. It's, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like the kind of the like tumbling snowball effect of of power. Speaking completely like vaguely about that concept, it's like you know it gains momentum and it gains um it gains gravity, so it attracts mm. more, and then it, it becomes like a, a diff, more difficult force to to stop or slow down. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it just sort of happens. Like, you don't really know what's happening unless you, uh, you're, you like, reading relevant information or, like, somehow um, a party to this sort of stuff. You know, oh, they, they do it in a way. Yeah, it becomes so uh, hard keeps to it kind keep of on, on top of it all. Mm. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting about this um, film that it didn't seem to do so much on the world of the, on, in World on a Wire was um, the notion of the brain as a machine, like, pure, like, you can just download and transfer information through brains. Yes. Um, like, um, that seemed, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I, I was going to, uh, yeah, we, there's, there's a lot of depth to go into on that. Um, mm. It's an interesting point because I was, I was kind of just like musing on it in my notes and I was thinking, mm. I was thinking about different degrees of simulation in relation mm. to consciousness. So it's like, 
you know, first degree, for example, we can play a video game and control a character and we're interacting with that character's consciousness by holding the controller and pressing the buttons. So like, mm. you know, that effect, like we're in, we don't inhabit their consciousness, but we control their actions in the same way yeah. that inhabiting someone's consciousness, you control the actions of the physical body, right? Yeah. So well, that's like that's, the first degree of right? simulation is what I'm saying. Like that's the mm. furthest removed you could be. Um, but don't you think, um, I would say maybe that, um, when you play a video game, it's, um, it's you pretending rather than like you're like the character, you're putting yourself in the character, the character's almost like placing itself on you, you know, like, yeah, I'm a warrior and I have the power of whatever, like, I guess it's, you know it, I mean? it's sort of symbiotic because like you, yeah, you yeah, inherit, yeah. like you're limited by their abilities, you know, how mm. hard they can swing the sword or shoot the gun or whatever. And they're limited by how fast your brain works and what decisions yeah. you make to push the button. Yeah, exactly. So it, yeah. you, it's sort of a shared relationship in any case. Oh, yeah, for sure. With And then depending on the setup, um, it varies in, in the physicality of the relationship. So like mm. in um, 13th floor, it's basically just a mm. straight like consciousness goes into this body and this body is, you know, an algorithm or an electronic circuit, whatever that doesn't yeah. really matter. But like it's it, you know, it's the the metaphysical inhabits the physical. That's sort of mm. like it's sort of a straight black and white swap like that. Mm. Um, and then I was sort of thinking more about like, in a way, like video games and stuff like that. Where that's that's the point we're trying to get to, I think, mm. even subconsciously, like in our society, like that's the that's the way things are, it's sort of going the matrix way just with mm. technological growth, because like with, you know, with artificial like sensory input, we're trying to approach a point where we can bypass all the sensory receptors and, mm. you know, cause like, it's just we're, like, we're trying to transcend our bodies basically and be brains in a vat or mm. for some reason that's a goal. Uh, we we don't know if it is a good goal. We don't really know what <laughs> is good, but it it seems to be where we're going just naturally. Just, like that's where, in like the inquisition of science is just leading us. Mm. Would you agree with that? I guess. Um, I mean, to an extent. Like, I think. Um, I think naturally. I wouldn't say that it's natural. If anything, like you just said about um, Facebook and Reddit and all those sorts of things, is that there is no naturality to it. There, there's pushes by these companies to do these things. You know what I mean? Like um, whether or not you know, yeah, like but, science... but it's like. I mean, demand is driving them to do the things. Like it's I don't not know if like... that's the case. I I don't know. Well, like, okay, I think that, okay. Like... In some cases, they create. You know, they artificially create the demand. Like. Apple's yeah. business like model I think of they, like I think inventing that they something and being design. like, you need this thing. Like, I didn't mm. realize I needed it. But Yeah, like, well, or they like take it away from you and you're like, fuck, I didn't know I wanted that until you took it away from me, like the headphone jack or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah or USBs yeah. on the laptop. I, yeah, I guess um, those are kind of outside cases of just like really smart, conniving capitalist techniques. But I think that's the case. I think that's the case with a lot of technology. Like a lot of good science... Um, you know, it does nothing for capitalism, and so nothing happens, right? Um, pollution is still super high, um, and there's just all these things. Like, so I think yeah. science under capitalism, this might be the this might be a logical path for them to just like 
because I feel like capitalism is just like pure death drive, right? Like it's just constantly wanting to end, but it never ends because it keeps like unfolding onto things and then folding it back onto itself. So it like, certainly doesn't drive science in like the most useful direction because yeah, yeah. there's no demand or there's very little demand to minimize yeah. pollution. Like the, you know, the demand only comes from like NGOs or, you know, protests or whatever. Like it doesn't, yeah, yeah there's no, there's no financial demand, which is, it, yeah. you know, is silly. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, like, considering, like, um, uh, liberal governments have, like, totally hand off all of their responsibilities into, like, privatisation, um, you know, like, they're, they're pretty happy to watch the world burn as well. They're just like, oh, fuck it. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault anymore. You guys deal with this. But, um, yeah. It is I, weird how it is still more, yeah, it's still more profitable to do kind of the less, like, future thinking thing. Like you would think we would pass that at some point. We haven't. Well, it's, but... I think it's purely because like a lot of the people involved, like they hate people. Like, they hate themselves and they hate people and they you, want to create you're a so suicide cynical. cult. You think, but you, you're talking as if it's like, I don't think they think that deeply about it. Like, especially like people who are like Musk or anyone who's like just a professional entrepreneur or capitalist type, like, like they don't but think not. in terms not, of like, like hatred. They're not like... You know, they're That's not, not like the case devil at all. people. Like, it, there's just no consideration. <laughs> yeah, but the, it, it's not no. a moral consideration. It's more just like mo I think money I, good. I would, I would how do I make that the that's most not the of case it? At all. I think that. Yeah, and that isn't that's 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 unethical. So it's bad. Yeah, it is, like, I'm. So, I, I agree, it's unethical. But I don't think there's. It's not like. Um, it's not some preordained <laughs> thing. That it's not. They're not cognizant of like, fuck people. I want to fuck people up. It's more just like. No, I think. I think. Oh, I think whoops, Elon I Musk is like up. you think he's you know, that. Like, you think he does that. Yeah, you you know how he did that post um, that like we coo who we want to, you know, and like for Bolivia and it was like uh, yeah. I just want your lithium. Fuck your government. Uh, fuck your people. We'll, we'll be happy to like set up false yeah, governments. That's just him being an edge lord. Like I don't think it's him being like fuck everyone. No, but if that in his mind, happens, I think surely. he is motivated. Like he thinks that what he is doing is the best for humanity. I think that's his motivation, whether it is or not, like that's a different story. But I honestly think that he's motivated because he's like, yeah, we need to be spacefaring and all that stuff. Not, yeah, but like, not we need to be, we need to be spacefaring things. because his companies destroy the earth. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, I, I'm just building the stuff yeah, that is going to get me off this rock when <laughs> I destroy it. Like, no, fuck that's, y'all. Like, that's totally valid. But Plenty of like, other companies will destroy it without Tesla. Like, oh yeah, of course. But they're all the same. They're all the same thing. You know, you see um, BHP blowing up um, sacred sacred Aboriginal sites. Yeah. Uh, and then like afterwards, they're like, oh sorry, we didn't know. And then as um, the case unravels, it turns out that they fully knew. They put a gag order on the um, traditional landowners so that if they wanted to even get any royalties from it they couldn't say anything there's all this really terrible stuff coming out I've, so i think that these the people who run this i think you uh, place too much like too there's i feel like you're thinking that they're, they're too emotional in their decision making like these these people just they just like play their hands in you know the business like they have the whatever picture of the world like it's just the picture of like business good money good and then yeah, you but that just makes play you a bad your, person you just play your hand <laughs> you, you don't give it more consideration yeah I, I like i'd agree bad person like for not you know 
not giving things as much thought as you should. Definitely. Like, but, like people should I don't reflect even know if it's that. Like, I think that they would the get, I think that they would get these, um, reports that I, say I, what's going on. I think it's more an like, ability oh. to just switch that part of your brain off and like, well, that's sick. That's like, that's terrifying. <laughs> it's like, sick, but that... I would say in a way it's, it's less immoral than being like fully aware of it and still doing it. It's more like just like a psychopathic thing where it's like you switch off that emotional side that, that, <laughs> that, that that's the side of, yeah, it, it's a side of you that like, you know, awakens when you're like 60, 70 years old and it's just like, what the fuck did you do? Like, and then, you know, <laughs> kill yourself or something. Like it's, yeah. You know, when you switch off people, you know, that people like really can just like, they switch their conscious off from like, you know, say something terrible happens to them in their like teens or something like that. And they'll yeah. switch it off for like 30, 40 years live yeah. their life and and those people like the sad thing is that like they're, they're they can be quite successful and like have these really yeah. detached relationships and you know they can yeah, be well, very look, successful in think, business um, as well because they're they're not sort of encumbered by having a heart well regardless like that's 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 terrible like if and in that case then if they're um psychopathy um is rewarded through capitalism then you know we see the problem there as well right totally agree now i'm i'm yeah i think we're fully in agreement i just i guess yeah. like that's my my yeah. psychoanalysis no, I, I, of it and who knows like what the truth is the truth probably lies somewhere in between um yeah but i try to always like i guess like you know you can see the psychopath in a lot of these people yeah yeah I, like, I, and by psychopath i just mean like sort of you know, I don't know, bipolar, what is it? It's just like an ability to switch off a large part of their brain that should be saying like, you just told a lie. Like, yeah, you just did a yeah, terrible yeah. thing. Um, like, how are you going to go to sleep tonight? <laughs> There's a lot of those characters in Sex in the City. A lot of the men seem to be very like, uh, oh, you know, just straight up dickheads screaming at everybody, just trying to get cash for like, um, you know, buying like, like the working class out of their neighborhood just to sell it back to like rich kids that for like a million dollars. Like it's just fucked up. Like, it's like, you can, anyway, you know, once you're, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, once you're halfway down that path, like what's going to turn, nothing's going to really turn you back. Cause you're like, Oh, well I'm already here. Like, and I, you know, I seem to get stuff when I do bad stuff. So I'm just going to keep doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, like, like, that's why, that's why capitalism is so well positioned for like the, um, the structure of desire um, in that, like, it doesn't say, you know, like, this is good or bad. It just says, like, you can fulfill your desire if you get this. Oh, actually, no, you have to do this other thing as well. <laughs> and because, like, capitalism can keep manufacturing these things all over the place, so you're just like, yeah, that one fix me, that one, like. So, you know, people like that just have, like, no, um, never embrace their own lack. You know, they've never looked at themselves and been like, I'm always going to be somewhat incomplete. Instead, they're going to be like, no, I can definitely get what I want. Like, I just got to keep pushing. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there, there there's the drive. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like, yeah. um, oh, w <laughs> like, you know, all the Earth's problems will be solved once we're spacefaring. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, such exactly. a bad day. Um, anyway, like I think the, this, I the, think... the UN should pass like some sort of law, like no one fucking leaves until we sort our <laughs> shit on Earth. Like we're going down yeah, with the yeah. shit together. <laughs>
Yeah, if only the UN actually did anything. Yeah. <laughs> Other than just like wiggle their finger and be like, don't do that, please. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, yeah, it's a balance. I mean, if they had all the power, we'd all, like that could be fucked up as well. Oh, yeah, certainly. Um, I guess the other thing to circle back to, <laughs> right to back. like the machine brain. Yeah. Is, um, you know, we sort of see the, the outcome of the philosophy of like the human body or the brain as machine now as well in that like, People are working the most hours. They have like so much going on all the time. Um, you know, it's, it's quite a toxic relationship. Like, it's interesting to look at the brain as a machine, but that seems to become like a really contemporary doxa. Like, you know, you can you can change the things in the brain. They'll fix you. They'll make you happy, sad. Like, you'll be able to like super drive your brain so you can think faster, slower. Like. It's like Limitless, that movie. <laughs> or like Permutation City, yeah. You know, the start of that and they're talking yeah. about the like mood enhancing drugs and stuff like that and he doesn't mm. wanna he doesn't wanna yeah, use exactly. the drug and um Or like um do Androids dream of electric sheep? Oh maybe I was actually thinking of that, sorry. Man, uh, as I said, it's yeah. a blur. It's a big blur. Or even um Brave New World, where they have the medicine there, Soma or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There's um, all this like, uh, yeah. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to talk about about this movie that I d didn't seem to really get a lot of investigation, but they seem to talk about it a lot, which is like deja vu. A lot of like, I always get the feeling I've met you before, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved I, you before I met you. you say like, like all this stuff. Deja, deja vu is just a sign of love at first sight or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's fascinating, right? Because I don't think that kind of goes against the machinic attitude and more to like almost like a spiritual, like a metempsychosis where it's like, you know, um, your spirit was reincarnated from another person into you, you know, like, so I, we've, we've been lovers in the past, you know, like, and that, that's fascinating, right? Because that seems to go totally against like uh, machine logic. I guess, but I they guess sort it's, of, it's they just sort of them leaving the door open because they're like saying like, yeah, we have this technology, but we don't fully understand how it, how it is connected to the, um, you know, different simulations levels above mm. and below, but somehow information kind of takes a different route. So like memories can, mm. you know, whatever quantum time travel from one level to another level. Or in a in a kind of blurry way so that you have this maybe you know that's where they're describing the feeling mm. of deja vu coming from it's like you know you're intercepting like a, a memory broadcast or something from a different mm. level of the simulation well then that's that's interesting as well right because they kind of spiritualize the machine in that case like it's not like it's no longer like reincarnation or you know like uh that's sort of like old soul myth, like, you know, when you're born and something else went in you or whatever, but that like the spirituality of the machine is that we are in simulations and we meet each other concurrently up and down the simulation spectrum, you know, like, which well, I thought was quite fascinating. I don't know. They didn't really do too much with it though. It's kind of, it's just like, and we talked about it last week. It's like, you know, Newtonian physics and then you reach quantum physics and quantum physics essentially spiritualized scientists yeah. kind of hate you saying that but it did it, it, it's you know it re-mystified a lot of science for us um because mm. it added all it Which added good, that you know? le like that level of mystification where it's like um the rules like you know the rules work down to a certain point and up to a certain point but then the, the rules don't work anymore like 
you know, black holes, mm. you know, there's a certain point where our rules or our mathematical equations that work for gravity and time and space, they don't mm. work at like, so there's, you know, do you know about the Planck length or Planck, Planck time? No, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Basically, like it's from Max Planck and it refers to like, there's a minimum, um, there's a minimum distance Planck time. It's like the time it's like the minimum time increment basically to say like, rather than living in like a perfectly fluid world is that, you know, you could actually create everything in, um, quantities of, you know, Planck lengths and Planck time. So like Planck length is like, I think it's like the time it takes the speed of light to travel like across, I don't know, an electron or something like that. It's just like the minimum increment of time hmm. that could, that can, uh, make sense in our, model of the world and mm. um so there's all these i think that um, there might be three of them like a plank mass plank length plank time or something like that and it, it kind of just like mm. you know instead of having like this perfectly fluid um continuous sort of existence in the world it sort of be it re-becomes like like blocks like you know like chunks mm. and then and then that, that that's something that kind of re-implies the possibility of simulation because it's like mm. it's taking it back to um you know like binary logic because if things aren't mm. conti if things are made up of blocks rather than like continuous strands um mm. do you get do you kind of get where I'm going with that I, I'm with you now yeah yeah I can I can see I, I think it's that makes before that, that makes sorry, we thought well. like you know Adam an atom was the smallest thing and then we're like oh yeah. hang on a minute there's all these subatomic particles so and then it's yeah. like oh so we'll, we'll like go down another level and the... another level another level and it's like mm. oh well maybe does it go infinitely small and then we're like oh hold on it actually like if you go down to these plank dimensions below that it's like that's where the laws break down so then mm. Hmm, that kind of like the sort of evidence of like higher power simulation who who knows what happens after that kind of thing yeah that, that's fascinating um but i like i like it as well i like that there is um still limitations that people can work around and work through yeah and that that's that re-mystification sort of thing and you know mm. similar to the film they can kind of be all sciencey and like oh yeah um you know we're just using this computer machine to transfer the consciousness, but then it's like they'll have a, a metaphysical element to it where it's like a memory has come from another dimension. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, I think with that, and we can sort of see this um, as like it's linked to something like Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, which is that identity is like really intimately linked up with memory right? because the people can change. In these films, there's three different people for every one person, right? You might look different and say different. Oh, you you look the same. You might have different names, but like you are essentially the same person. But um, it's the memories that make you who you are. Right, right. Well, that's that's fascinating, right? Like, because um, it seems like through the simulations, people don't judge people based on what they look like. They're based on how they act. It's seems strange, right? Like. So, oh, you're not the person I thought you were, because like, um, yeah, so yeah, because it happens in Simulacron, and I think, or I mean, it happens in World on a Wire. I can't remember how it's explained in the novel itself, but it mm. does. You know, it's like when when he it shows him realizing like, oh, it's you. It's based on yeah their actions, because obviously they they look the exact same as they did. Mm. Which 
which which kind of kind of messes with this whole like I think therefore I oh I don't know actually <laughs> initially I <laughs> no it's no yeah. but we I think we're we're we are right in kind of like a shitting on I think therefore I am a little bit it's it's kind of like oh, I yeah, think I therefore think... I am well not really bro because like you think therefore maybe you're still just a simulated robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, um, you know, I think everyone's had a moment with like a friend or a teacher or whatever where they tell you something that you've never noticed about yourself or the opposite of what you think you've done. Then yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're always like this. And you're just like, what? Like, and that's like a, that's kind of like a proof of the fact that you're thinking def- like it doesn't necessarily mean exactly what you're doing is what you think you're doing. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of the essence of simulation, I guess. Yeah. And like you're more open than everyone. Sorry, I just lost you a little bit there. Uh, uh, most of the time, it seems people are more oblivious to their own patterns. Everyone yeah, else. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you do. You've never known. Um, is, there, is there like which a... Which I also... Pro- Sorry, it's still cutting out a bit, but um, is... I don't know if you can hear me all right. Is is there like a kind of concrete? Yeah. Um, what's the established view of Descartes' main point with that? Is he saying, you know, the fact um, that you think means that is he just like is he just kind of disregarding existentialism and saying like don't worry about it, like you think, therefore you are real in the most like grand sense of the word real. Mm, well, um, it comes from like his theory of substance dualism, which is that like there's really two things: there's like, the outside world and the inside world. And the inside world is like your mind has all that sort of stuff in there, and the outside world is like um, things, stuff that you sort of interact with. And um, through these two things, you can come to understand the world, but like they never really match. But is like, he so... saying that like because like because you can think that you can think, then you definitely exist mm. in the outside world? Yeah, yeah, like, you, you must be real. Like, you must be a thing that interacts with other things and, like, creates impressions. Um, and But, like, he doesn't really do anything in terms of, like, the whole, like, if you think you are a person, that's really self-reflexive, right? Because you've kind of broken off yourself from yourself when you think about thinking about yourself, right? Yeah. Because then you're not, you're not like, purely thinking. You're thinking about what you're thinking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the, Hegel sort of gets into that a bit, which is quite interesting. But would it sort of refute Descartes, or is is he is his like thing? Is he above thinking about simulation, or is that like above him? And and he wasn't thinking that far around it. Like, you know, you could yeah, refute. No, I... I think therefore I am by saying like, well, actually, your thinking might not even be under your control at all. Yeah. And so you yeah, think therefore, of... like you know, you might actually just be a cog in a system. Yeah, lots of uh, there's tons of schools of thought in philosophy and like philosophy of mind that have surpassed him. Like, you know, it's it's a classic that you get around, but like, um, it's not used anymore. Right. Uh, you know, it's still you know it's still lauded as quite a movement in terms of like philosophical thinking and also you know like the Cartesian plane in terms of mathematics. But um, yeah, no, I don't think anyone really gets around this anymore. You know, like because he sort of says like the, your mind is sort of a rela- related to God, right? There's like a that's the spiritual sort of soul, and then you have the outside. You sort of have the sense of brute. You know, you can't really do anything with them. They're not articulate. They just kind of give sense information. I mean, yeah, and then 
the film using that quote in like the intro, it could be seen two ways in that sense, I guess, because one way is just like, it's the film trying to say like, even if you're simulated, like that's good enough. Like, you know, mm. you, you exist in a simulation, mm. but it doesn't matter because like, or why does it matter? You know, as long as you don't know that it's a simulation, then yeah. you're going yeah, to like get as, you know, it's going to, if it feels real for all intents and purposes, it is real to yeah, the yeah. person or well, the film is like taking the piss and being like, haha, Descartes, what an idiot. Like, you think therefore you yeah, are, but actually like you, you thinking doesn't mean shit because you might be like several levels below the real level. Yeah. I think, I think the second one, I think, um, I think it is bullshit because all of the programmers in the movies are like, this is lit. Everyone's got their own lives. They live independently. And as soon as they find out that they're like a simulation as well, they're just like, fuck, who am I? What am I? Am I a thing? Am I, you know, like, so you know, it's all high and mighty when you well, think like, yeah, I'm the one controlling the system. But as soon as you find out that you're part of that system, lose your mind. If that's the sense that they intended it, then that makes me give more points to the film. Like, good job, at oh, least yeah. with that. Like, rather than trying to be, you know, rather than trying to be like really deeply philosophical, instead, like the film kind of, you know, it has a bit of like self, it's, it's self-aware, like, yeah, this is kind of a joke film, but like... Hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, actually no, yeah, you're yeah. totally right because it's it, because they did the television screen off at the effect yeah. right at the end. So yeah, you know, it's like the film's <laughs> taking the piss because it's like yeah, this film's a little bit silly, it's a bit rough around the edges, but like you're in a simulation. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean like they make some more inferences to that as well. Like um, Ashton when he comes out of the his uh, 1937 Los Angeles world into their world. He's like in the boardroom and there's like 15 TVs of different sizes on the wall and he's watching them all and they all have different things. And yeah. the main guy turns it off and he's like, what did you do? You shut off the world? Like, why did you turn off the world? And like, yeah, like I think that they were making a slide of the like cheeky, like tongue in, tongue in cheek remark about the relationship we have to sort of like um, orders of simulation. You yeah, know? that's, like, a, we, that's look, an yeah. excellent point. Excellent point. Mm. Like. And I mean, if we had another hour, we could go all around that, (laughs) you know, in the way that, you know, because a lot of our our view and understanding of the world does come through the screen these days, like Mm. the news and what, you know, fake news and people's, you know, people's reactions and like we're we're very socially conditioned through the screen, Mm. through the kind of, and then that is in itself a simulated world, like especially as the line between you know, real and, you know, virtual or simulated becomes more and more blurred through the screen. Mm. And maybe as Mm. our senses become diminished, you know, because like if you're only ever seeing things on a screen, your vision will sort of, it'll, it'll diminish um, down to the source material. If you're not like, Rea- you yeah. see reality in some sort of like semi-infinite definition, but if if yeah. you were born in a virtual reality like headset mm. and only ever used to seeing, you know, you wouldn't know what it looks like to see real stuff and mm. touch real stuff. So it kind of dumbs down. Your senses maybe wouldn't develop as well. Yeah, I mean, like um, you know, it's not all brainwashing in terms of like people 
there's like a uh, interpassivity or like an interpassive relationship in that like people do go to these things for some form of like pleasure or enjoyment as well. But I think like I think you see things like this happening now, like with um, Kevin Rudd and Malcolm Turnbull and stuff um, doing the inquiry into the Murdoch media, mm. because like um, if say like someone like Murdoch, who is a garbage person, um, owns like a huge amount of the media and wields it quite corruptly. Um, then people start to believe that that is the truth of things, and so you need more outlets, right? Like you, that that is when it becomes quite like um, simulated. If like you just have one person saying like this is the truth, like, and you're not going to really know because no one goes to like Parliament House to watch Question Time in person, and you know no one does these things. Yeah, man, it's, it's like I kept realizing how large of a topic like simulation is. It's kind of like such a big heading with so many of these subheadings, like oh, that yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. about, like. Because when you look at it like that and relate it to technology, yeah, so, you know, if if a news company becomes extremely good at simulating things, that's really dangerous technology, like where they could, yeah. you know, they can make this fake news that just seems so real, like, or they can just, you know, they can create some sort of video simulation of like some mass murder or something to generate like a huge public response. Like that's such a dangerous tool if... Like yeah, yeah, I mean, like, like that. Yeah, well, just in general, like, you have um, things like uh, the CIA training, like, Al-Qaeda, and then Al-Qaeda coming and destroying stuff in New York, or, like, you know, various countries have done this for various insurrectionary groups, and then they come to the, the country that trained them and do the same thing, and they're like, why, why would this happen? And, you know, that's sort of a simulation a little bit, because they've sort of produced this thing, like, you know, causality. It doesn't necessarily, like, say that it's these two things are completely deterministic but there is sort of a position where they have pushed along this thing that is going to happen like i guess i guess the other thing with simulation is that like through sort of like the symbolic and imaginary relationship we have with other people everything's kind of simulated or virtual anyways because like you know when you go out to a party or a club like really anywhere you go anywhere uh, you don't think about the grossness of people you know you don't think about the sweating and the smelling and the fighting like do they need a shit right now i don't know like uh, you, you think about them as like quite a cohesive whole, you know, you don't think about them as like these things like, yeah, I guess so there it, is like a, but that goes both ways. Cause some people smell nice or like, you know, some yeah, people. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's another form of like uh, reproduction, right? Cause someone like forced themselves to smell nice. Like they bought something to put no, on themselves. <laughs> some people, it's like people you love tend to smell nice, you know, like naturally. Oh, uh, well, still. It's a biological simulation, then. They're just, just forcing me to be interested in this You're person. You're like, what is this love smell? I have not yet experienced. <laughs> Cannot compute. <laughs> I mean, look, yeah, it's, I, I like that, actually. It's interesting with, like, pheromones and stuff like that, I guess. Um, yeah, like, there is, like, forms of, like, biological manipulation that are just like, yeah, it's like, this person's into you and you're into them. Like, you're going to like them in all these different ways as well. Yeah. Well, um, should we wrap it up? Because yeah, I'm gonna go mindful in a second. of your time, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty much I've got through basically everything, and Excellent. you know, that's yeah, it's a great that's topic, man. It, you know, you could you could um, you could go on for a long time with with substances involved sure. as well. <laughs> we need to. What are we gonna do next week? Um, I don't know. I think we can discuss it over a couple of days if you want. I'll, I'll okay. I'm going to look at that list sure. and stuff like that. Um, what okay. do you think of the film overall? 
um i marks. thought it was not good <laughs> yeah not good. i thought like they were, yeah i thought you know like i'm happy to have watched it um i think this might be the third time i've watched it oh and damn. i think that'll be the last i think that'll be it. you really didn't have to watch it again i <laughs> no i i i, I, you I chose it. it you know yeah yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I purposely chose it. So I like hurting myself. When I was watching it, man, I was like, damn, the things we do for this pod, like it's just <laughs> it's shitting all over my, my good memory of the novel that I really liked, which is like this yeah, terrible yeah. imagery. Like, I mean, yeah, any film like is worth a watch, just about anything. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it's like there's only so much bad acting you can enjoy before you just like the end was terrible as well right where they just like walked out into their beachfront accommodation exactly. and just yeah. like damn the world's lit <laughs> and, yeah and it was kind of fucking dystopian looking as well it was like sepia yeah. as fuck and like there's dog barking yeah. they're like yeah happy beach it's like some shitty ass new york beach like <laughs> <laughs> with all these just like random like aluminum buildings that are like weird, really weird shapes and stuff so is this uh, this yeah, person's yeah. vision of utopia and it was 2024 as <laughs> classic like, yeah, yeah they're like yeah we'll have fucking like floating skies scrapers in nine yeah, in we, we really years. fail we really <laughs> fail though don't we we have cool you know like the the curves on um our iphones are really seductive now that's the future we live in i think yeah <laughs> i guess they just thought that like manufacturing and all that would accelerate like crazy i mean it, mm. it probably looked more like that in the 90s yeah you know there was a little bit more uh room for creativity maybe now it's just like you want to build a like a, a suburb yeah we're going to make five houses and just copy them i guess 100 times well yeah most of the innovation now is just done in the code base you know we, mm. that's where we're innovate we're not really innovating on the like physical things that you see it so much it's all it's you all know, in the box you, I have I have an idea. I don't know if you want to vibe with this or not, but do you want to watch? Um, do you want to do like a watch series of Brave New World, that new series that came out? I watched the first episode last night. It's not actually terrible. It's, okay. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. 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 Maybe we could do like two episodes a time or something. I think they're about 40 minutes each. Nice. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah? All right. Yeah, I'm into it. Something a little bit uh, finger on the pulse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Yeah, we'll get some, we'll get some mad views for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right easy peasy man i gotta bounce all right <laughs> sweet man have a good one take care you too i'll send you the thing now as well oh yeah thanks man cheers all right. peace see ya